This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report podcast. And listen, I don't even feel like giving you guys this big voice with this crazy intro because the man I have sitting in front of me, I've seen do amazing, amazing, amazing things on TV. For one, who we interviewed, and for two, he was black and he got to interview with these sets of people right here. This is a Toronto legend that put on so many artists and brought so many artists to the city and did so many things. You know who I have? We have Master T in the building tonight. What's going on, my brother? Blessings, blessings. You good, good, big boss? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you so much. We finally linked. <laughs> you know what? When you want something, you got to work on it, especially if you believe in it. You got to work on it. And we definitely worked on it, made it happen. And you said yes, and here you are today. Nice. No, you know what I mean? Glad to be here, trust me. Thank you. You know what I mean? So let's just get right to the beginning. Because I did a lot of research, plus I actually lived too. So we know from back then. I seen you on TV from back then. But there was certain stuff I didn't know. I said, I'm going to dig in a bit deeper and find out. So I know originally you were born in Leeds, England. Right. All right. So t- Walk us through that path of being born in Leeds and then coming to Kitchener. Well, uh, yeah, it was. I uh, came here in '74. Uh, okay. Um, prior to that, when I was still in England, I mean, my parents had divorced. And my father uh, lived in uh, uh, the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with my grandmother, so there was a couple times that we left from England and went to visit my dad. Um, so that was my fi- first real touch of like, you know, going to, you know, North going to America New York. Type of yeah, thing. going to okay. America that time. And it was a huge, huge deal. Like coming from England to yeah. go to the UK was yeah. crazy. Um, and, you know, we come back, we'd have all the, cause my dad was like a real fashion, fashion guy, okay. you know, pure style. Right. So we'd come back with pure style. I remember getting this, I still have it. Yeah. This kind of like this plush kind of long coat at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had these platform shoes and these velvet red pants. And I remember going to school to a school dance. Hot, it was hot as heck, and I had this long coat on. And these guys were like, "Look at Yogi, Yogi, look at him, man! Look how fresh he looks, man!" Yeah. So yeah, so uh, I was, you know, definitely stop busting out the style. But then, you know, we were sponsored to come here, okay. um, like a lot of West Indians, yeah. apparently. That was um, how a lot of them came. That's that how time. we came in. So yeah. my aunt and uncle. Um, and sis, Uncle Rupi, who, um, okay. rest in peace. Okay. Um, you know, we came, we came to Canada. Um, my mom, uh, my brother, uh, Basil and, uh, and myself and, mm-hmm. uh, and we lived in Kitchener. Yeah. Um, and we were in Kitchener for obviously a number of years until I actually went to, uh, till I ended up going to college. Okay. So what was it like the adjusting period from Leeds to Kitchener? Yeah. Um, I hated Canada. Um, you know, I, I rebelled as much as I could rebel. (laughs) I mean, you know, they, you know, they wanted me to stand up for the, uh, the anthem, uh, national anthem. I was just like, no, I'm not standing (laughs) up. You know, I don't know who you think you, you know, you guys are. And and, and yeah, and I was just, you know, you're taken away from England. Um, friendship meant a lot to me. The, the the friends that I had in the UK, um, who are still my friends to this day. Mm -hmm. And I found coming to Canada, like, you know, it was like, it was how many friends you had, uh, that weren't necessarily true friends, but we had, you know, you had a number of people. So, and then I was kind of isolated, you know, um, because yeah, I came from England, you know, I didn't know the trends or styles and, 
you know, I, I came over and, you know, they bought me all the wrong things. Like, you know, for me to fit in, I wanted a pair of, you know, mom, yeah. uh, Uncle Rupi, I want a pair of Kodiaks. Yeah. And so, you know, the Kodiaks are the big thing and a pair of Levi's. Okay, the Kodiaks were the running shoes. No, Kodiaks were the boots, the okay. Kodiak boots. Yes, They're like yes, Tim's. yes, yes, They're like yes, Tim's and yes. I wanted a pair of fucking yeah. Kodiaks. Sorry, you just ran here. Sorry. Of course, I want that. Listen, I want that. I want I wanted that. a pair yeah. of Kodiaks. Yeah. So my Uncle Rupi said, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry, man. I'm going to bring you a pair of boots. Man, mm. I'll bring you one boots for work. Yeah. So he brings me these. I was excited. <laughs> He brings me these pair of boots yeah. and they're these half steel toe boots, these half cut boots. I'm like, but those are Kodiaks. No. Sure enough, I, I went to school and I get, you know, chopped and razzed like crazy. And I wanted a pair of Levi's. I got a pair of Wranglers. I got all the wrong things to, you know, to, uh, you know, to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> you know and I mean? you, it wasn't working for you because you came to a strange country. You're not getting what you want. You really just want to go back home. Yeah, for me, I'm like, you know, hey, book my ticket back. You know what I mean? Uh, Like, I want to go back and, you know, um, but you fight through it because you have no choice. And, um, you know, I was always a a good soccer player, so I played soccer throughout. Yeah, I played uh, soccer for, I still play. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, I I played soccer, so I played on the rep teams back in Kitchener. And uh, so that kind of kept me going. Uh, Also, when I was in grade Eight. I had yeah. a teacher by the name of Mr. Armstrong. Okay. And he, and I was still rebelling. I was still vexed and whatever. I hate this and, place here. Oh, I hate this place. Yeah. And he actually was the one that said, um, you know, he saw that I had, had a, as acting spark. Okay. And, um, he had a play, um, and he had me play, um, uh, Washington. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, what was it? What was the show called? Washington, um, oh, what was it? Um, Carter. Um, is it called me Carter? No, no, what is it called? Ah, oh, my, yeah. yeah, my brain just went blank. But anyway, so I played, uh, I played Washington, I played Washington in in this in this play, and yeah. you know, and and uh, and I also did this other thing from this guy who was running for class uh, for, for school president. Yeah, and I did this thing where I said uh, they you know, he wanted me to be his like wingman or whatever, yeah. and I went up there and I said, you know, JJ, he's all right, but for president, he's gonna be dying. Oh my! And I was just like. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's it. I'm in. <laughs> All the people like me. And they like me. And, you know, and I think I just kind of thrived off that level of attention. Okay. So you like, you learn that, okay, you know what? I have a skill. Yeah. And this is actually getting me over the hump of coming from a strange place, coming somewhere else. And I'm now connecting with the people yeah. through this skill here. Yeah. And I could see it. I mean, I, had, I always had a comedic sense. Yeah. I'd always, you know, through hard times you know, that my mom went, uh, went through, I'd always, you know, make her laugh. Yeah. And um, like I used to do, um, you know, uh, I'd do this Groucho Marx for her and she okay. just, she just bust laugh, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, so... Through, you know, through the challenging times as a kid, you all, you all know it. You can see, you can feel the pain. Yeah. And you, you never want, you know, your, your mother to feel that level of pain. At all. So it took whatever, you know, I, I could to, you know, to, to make her feel, yeah. to make her feel okay. That's true. So even at that point there, when you started to fit in, did you still have your accent at that point there? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I came here with the strongest Brit- uh, British accent. <laughs> and my brother, to this day, he still, he'll still twang out the Brit- the UK yeah. accent. Come on, Basil, it's done. <laughs> It's over. We've been here. It's been, it's We've been, been here eighty years. Yeah. You, come on, you gotta. <laughs> um, but you know, when I came here, like, you know, hit hit grade seven. Yeah, Queensmount Public School, and um, English teacher. Oh, t- uh, Tony, can you read this for us? You know, and I'm like, oh. Gosh. Oh, man. So everything I had to, I had to read everything. Yeah. Every class I went to, they wanted me to read yeah. something. So for me, it was about like, you know, 
first thing, I got to shake this damn British accent. Yeah. So I think during about six months, I got rid of that thing. And that's so weird because especially, how old were you when you actually uh, 13. came? You were 13. I know people that came here like when they're eight and they're like now 85 right. and they still have the thickest accent ever. And a lot, a lot has to do with if your home environment. If yeah. everyone else has kind of like a British accent, yeah. you can still kind of main, you can still kind of maintain it. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, and you know, and I was stupid too mm -hmm. because that was the girl thing. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Yeah. Thirteen. If I was, if I was smarter, uh -huh. I could have been busting. Hey, how are you? You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tony. No, mm -hmm. it's Anthony. You know, Anthony. Anthony Young. That'd <laughs> be pure, pure girl. But no, yeah. dumbass. But you didn't it. like the place, so you weren't even thinking. I about wasn't that. thinking. I wanted to fit right in, get yeah. my lumberjack. Uh, you know, yeah. my my plaid lumberjack, my Levi's, and my uh, Kodiaks. That's crazy. And what type of music were you actually exposed to or listening to at that time when you first? came here you know i pay homage to my dad um like coming from a true west indian family my dad had a record collection yeah. that was like you know and that's the thing i, I give praises to because you know a lot of west indian men get just you know get, you know get a hard time you know what yeah. i mean and part of it is it's just the way they grew up mm -hmm. you know um and i'm not going to sit here and defend them but you know they, you know they like to go elaborate to do the dominoes they like to lie yeah. they like to do whatever they want to do and whatever whatever and you know for some of them you know it just wasn't about raising kids and my mom actually you know you know would compliment my brother and i for like you know well you know you're changing diapers and yeah. you're, you know you're picking up the baby and you're taking the baby here and you know and i'm like it just, it just it was just natural for us, but that like generation, it. these guys yeah. were just out. They just pure. My dad was yeah. just street. He just like that's, God. that's how it was at that that's time. How, that's how yeah. it was, you know. Um, but his record collection was mm -hmm. just uh, like first and foremost, he used to you know put us to bed or you know like with jazz music. Okay, like he would you know yeah. so it would soothe us, it would relax us. So he'd always you know he'd always you know uh, play jazz. Mm -hmm. uh, reggae was big and you know big. I didn't realize till later that. Oh my gosh! I was listening to one of my favorite artists, you know, Burning Spear. Like, okay, from, yeah. from, from like when I was okay. a kid, yeah. you know. And then there was the, the, the social parties of going to like you know the basement parties, mm -hmm. and you know you're holding. You know, I was I used to love going to the basement parties and just couldn't wait for like okay, they're gonna drop it now. Are they gonna drop? Yeah. Yes, the kitchen's <laughs> open with the little you know the little flimsy yes, plates with yes, with, with curry goat, curry goat, <laughs> and white rice. <laughs> just like, mm, 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 and mm, a piece of a piece of. Uh, tomato or something on the side. Exactly. Yeah. I, was, I tossed a tomato. But yeah. yes, I would definitely <laughs> yeah. would dive into the curry goat. Um, yeah. But yeah, but you know, my dad, even to when, you know, we, my brother and I, we, we used to visit him in New York. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was just hours spent of just like listening to music and my brother, you know, uh, uh, again, a musicologist himself, he would be okay. right in there and just, you know, we, we'd come back and be bringing our, you know, records at the time, uh, LPs definitely. home. Yeah. Um, so that was, I was real grateful that I could appreciate not just one type of music. Yeah. So it was more jazz, reggae, and stuff like along those lines. Yeah, yeah. jazz, reggae. I mean, you know, um, that's, you know, that's a lot of it, you know, a lot of what he was, uh, he was into at that time. Yeah. For sure. That makes sense because that was the thing at that time. It's either you're listening to jazz, you're listening to reggae, some calypso. Right. And that type of stuff, especially coming from a black household. Exactly. And I mean, gospel too. So it's, it's a, a mix of things. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So then now you said at that point there, you started to get into, you got the acting bug. Yeah, you know, I think it was, you know, I, I think I, when I hit high school, mm -hmm. um, which is a KCI in uh, Kitchener, um, you know, it was on a semester system. Um, mm -hmm. And you could kind of choose exactly, you know, like, it, you know, you could 
put all your courses together. Like, you know, when we were grade nine, I wanted to be yeah. an electrician. Okay. So I was like sciences, math. So I was yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. Grade 10, I wanted to be a dancer, you know, thespian <laughs> actor. So I was taking ballet. Yeah. I was doing this. And the whole okay. time I was still playing soccer. Yeah. Um, grade 11, I call this my, you know, my, my, my domino 101 because I just, boy, I dropped six. I licked six. I, I went to, yeah. I, you know, I, and uh, people have, have seen, have heard this story, you know, if they've either read the book or I've, I've mentioned it before, but I took, um, seven credits. Yeah. And I passed, uh, two. Wow. So I lost five credits that wow. year. And so it yeah. a, and literally lunch, I played dominoes. Uh, we'd go to the park after school, you know, yeah. we'd cut school to go play dominoes. Yeah. Man, I was, I was a great domino player. <laughs> you must be. Well, I was good. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I was good. I was behind that two-line music hut there. Let me see your hand. I don't need, I don't need to see your hand. I can read I know your what's hand. in your hand. I know, I know what's, what's in, in your there. hand. Uh-huh. You <laughs> so, see this card right here? Oh, yeah. Watch, yeah. I know what you're going to, I'm going to wait, put this here. Uh-huh. Until you play an after I flip it and smash it down. And it's style too. Yeah. It's style with dominoes. It's pure style. Of course. And then I used to love the guys that in their hands are like this big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they try, the poor domino is just sitting right here. And they say, oh, you, you have to, if the you whole don't thing, break the team, the like, dominoes pop up. <laughs> oh, it's a dramatic thing. Yeah. It's a big thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so I did dominoes. But the, the, the smart thing I did was in those grade nine and grade 10 classes, mm-hmm. I took additional uh, credits. Okay. So I only had to go to summer school for like uh, taking English. Okay. Um, and then, you know, by you know, the two classes I did pass, there were media classes. Media. So okay. that that kind of hit, you know, that was the kind of bug. And then it was like, okay, all right. And uh, um, so, yeah, I, 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 and throughout then I was doing a little bit of acting, but then he's crazy because in high school, mm-hmm. You know, we've got this part. Don't even have to. You don't even have to audition. Yeah. I was like, oh, great. Because <laughs> I guess you don't want to have to go through all of the hard work yeah. of auditioning. Yeah, I don't. So the, you know, and then, and then when they came, you know, they came to me and they said, well, you know, we want you to, um, you know, play this part, and um, you know, and you just have to say yes, master. Yeah. I said, you <laughs> so I'm like. And that's what they, 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 they give me the part already. Yeah. I don't even have to try out. Yeah. And I said, I just have to say what? <laughs> they said, no, they just, you just have to say yes, ma, yes, master. And, and, and some other lines that, you know, yeah. where I was obviously, you know, I was either a servant or mm. whatever. And I, I noticed every musical, you know, that they had was just, you know, was every, every black person that played there was some level of, you know, of, of a of subservient role. Got you. And I, this is where I start to get my level of political edge because I'm like, Sorry, I ain't playing that shit. Okay, so you knew right off the top that you didn't want to. Yeah. I said, well, I still got to come to the school. I have breadwins, black. You got, so you want me to kind of like, you know, first and foremost, you know, you're you going to put me in a, a, a stereotypical role. And, and they were pissed. And yeah. they were so upset. And they couldn't understand where I was coming from. What do you mean? Of course you should understand I'm like, where you know, I'm coming from. And I said, you know, I paid my dollars and cents just to go see that, to see mm-hmm. some guy in a white, uh, a white <laughs> face. They painted the guy in black. Paint his black face. Yeah, because yeah. they couldn't get they couldn't, some black. Yeah, there's yeah. no black people in, in the school that were going to do it. And I, you know, and I'm going to go do this and go hang out by the uh, the radiator yeah. with all my brethren and uh, you know sisters and like, hey, yes, master. Wow. Yeah. Kill myself, Master T. But that's a different thing. All right, we're, we're, getting, we're getting there. You see, you see, the funny thing with it is that you were conscious enough to know that 
that's not something you want to do. No, it yeah. wasn't. And, uh, you know, I had English teachers come to me. I had, you know, some of the teachers that I respected come to me. And I, I, I it was a big deal. Like, I had yeah. to explain this. Like, what is there to explain? Yeah. And, uh, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, that was my first, uh, first bit of like, no, nah, this ain't happening. Yeah. And this was in high school. I was in high school. Okay. And then when you afforded now, so let's go into college. When you went into college, what were you taking in college? Uh, TV broadcasting. TV uh, broadcasting. At Mohawk College. Okay. And what made you actually decide, let me take this, or you just open up the book and say, hmm, no, I'll take you know, that. The two media classes, um, that's when, you know, when, when something kicks you know, kicks and, and you're passionate about it. Yeah. You put in your time. So my last uh, year, um, I, I was uh, volunteering at Grand River Cable, which okay. is, you know, now it's turned into Rogers Cable. That's so what I, it was. Yeah. So yeah. I was covering, you know, you know, uh, city, you know, the city uh, meetings. Um, okay. I was, I was covering, you know, events, you know, throughout the city. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, sometimes it was very tedious. It was very boring. But I was actually, it was hands-on. Yeah. You know, they let you, you know, put your hands on a camera. They let you focus. They let you do what you know doing. And you were on air at that time? No, also? I wasn't on air, though. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't on air. I was just, I was just uh, operations. Got you. So I was just learning, mm-hmm. learning the craft. And that enabled me to apply for, um, you know, the television broadcasting uh, courses I, I applied for. And I never wanted to do radio because a lot of times back then it was split. It was like uh, radio TV. Okay. Um, you know, two programs. And I was never really interested in radio. Radio was not your thing. It wasn't so my was, thing. I'm because, just too good looking. Yeah. Come, come on, let's face it. You need to see his face on TV. Come on. <laughs> that was where you were. You figured, hey, you know what? Especially, I guess, coming from you want to do acting. So you don't really want to not be seen. You want right. to be seen. Exactly. And the thing was about TV broadcasting the program that i took was it was all operations as well yeah. there was no real you know there was some on-camera stuff but it was just more about learning how to do you know how an audio how to edit mm-hmm. um and it was a, it was a three-year three-year course okay um but uh, it was it was good i mean yeah. i was i was happy and then i also came from that west indian background right where you know you'd have you know west indian pa- parents they mm-hmm. see you downtown and say so what um so what are you what you're studying in fact i had a girlfriend at that yeah. time and no, 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 I, I just left. Mm-hmm. We just kind of split or whatever. Yeah. And the father was like, you know, saying to me, you know, um, you know, uh, Tony, what's, so what are you going to study? And I said, Oh, I'm going to take to television broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's like, you know, you sure you don't want to do tool and die? Yeah. I said, tool and die? What the frick is what that? What is that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, he goes, yo, tool and die, you can get a lot, you know, can get yeah. paid a lot of money to do tool and die, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, man, that's, that's not for me. And then I came back, you know, to Kitchener and, um, I was on, I was doing some stuff then at, uh, Black World, uh, which is like, um, MTV, okay. uh, Channel yeah. 47. Okay. And I was doing, I was doing some stuff on air and, you know, it was just. Oh, so little, you got, so that I was your first time you now got on air. That was the first time I got on air was, yeah. uh, for Black World. Okay. And, but, you know, and because it, because there weren't uh, many outlets, um, it was Daniel, Daniel Corderon, um, you know, you became a, Bit of a novelty star, you know what I mean? Like you, the community would see you yeah. and like, oh yes, that's you know, and that's Tony, and yeah. or whatever. But, and you uh, liked that, the admiration, that feeling that it came. Well, with. yeah, it was, you know, and it, it, you know, I'm not just a media hound or hog. I mm-hmm. think what I think what it was was just, I liked the the, the the interactivity of it. For I liked sure. the fact that hey, this. I did this on TV, yeah. and then someone's going to come up to me and, and ask me about this person, yeah. or you know, re- re- relate or connect. Mm-hmm. And it was it was another, um, I guess, communicative. Um, it's know, the long tail of what, of what you were doing. Yeah. You put it out there, and then you just 
go about your normal business exactly. and people would ask you more stuff. So it just goes on and it on goes and on. on. And, on, and, on. Yeah. Yeah. and I've always, I was always very comfortable with that. I was always, you know, I was mm-hmm. always just relaxed with talking to people and just, and just sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, that was definitely, uh, you know, the, the entry level thing. That's, that makes a lot of sense. So how long were you actually over at your, your Black World? Uh, Black World? Uh, Black World. I was there because, well, interestingly enough, I was, because I, I studied operations, my first job uh, was was at Channel Forty Seven, which was yeah. the you know which is now is which is now Omni. Okay, right. So back in the day, it was yeah. Channel Forty Seven. Yeah, See, I'm and giving they- <laughs> I'm dropping dimes. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so and this all the black people out of Toronto or where was it? Was it of- uh, Toronto. It's okay. still it's still there, but now it's now it's uh, Rogers. It's uh, right at uh, Lakeshore. Yes, Lakeshore and Bath- Bathurst Lakeshore. Yes, that the, right the, there. the streetcar right. passes passes right there. Right, that yeah. used to be uh, Channel Forty Channel Forty Seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um and uh, yeah, so there was all the different you know South Asian programming. There was mm-hmm. you know uh, Asian programming, and there was just one uh, black show that uh, you know was run by Daniel Cordron and and he was like a, he was a mentor to me, but he was he was tough. Like I, yeah. like I had to hustle to try and get a gig. Yeah. At one point, I just you know I I, I, would, I would I would send him messages and you know, say I want to work on the show because mm-hmm. I was uh, still a videotape operator at the time. Okay. So that's that, you know that was my job um, at at the station. But then he said you know he goes well you know what do you want? I said look man you know how long I've been trying to get in touch with you. <laughs> yeah. Like you know this is like you know starting to piss me off. Yeah. And then he you know he just went oh. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So he gave me a, you know, uh, gave gave me a gig to go interview up and coming, um, you know, black people, you know, black black artists, okay, black, uh, you know, actors, yeah. sports figures, and um, so I was interviewing, you know, some of the young and up and coming uh, people at the time. Do you remember anybody that you interviewed back then that actually became somebody big at that point? Well, there was uh. For National Ballet was uh, Kevin Pugh. Yeah. Um, he he became a, he was uh, he was a dancer for National Ballet. Um, there was a, there was a runner. Um, I forget his name. But there was a there was a few. There was definitely a few people that mm-hmm. that you know that did well. I mean you know. Well, back then was yeah. like you know, and it's a lot different than it is now. One hundred percent agreed. Yeah. But you know, they, they ended up doing whatever their craft was. Yeah, and I think that was I think that was key. Yeah, and that was your first taste into actually now. On air, on air, but also on a on a communal sense, yeah, in a community. Like mm-hmm. you know, you go somewhere and you know, like the community. If I went to a black event, people would you know see, you know see me. Or, yeah. I mean, the biggest love is going to Eglinton. If yeah, you go to Eglinton, yes. That's the thing. If you can walk on Eglinton and you yeah. don't have to look back because you're yeah. looking, someone's going to cuss you. Yeah. You know, yeah, Marsha T, Black World, Black World, right? Yeah, yeah, well, Black yeah. World. That that to me is that's that's mm-hmm. all it's about. Okay, and how long were you over there for? Uh, I did that for about, I think it's probably a couple of years. Couple, couple years. Of years, but I, I worked. Yeah, I worked at the station for two years, mm-hmm. and then my brother uh, was working at City TV at the time, and then uh, he was the one that hit me up and said, "Hey, uh, much music is kicking out in '84," and yeah. um, he said, "You know, there's." You know, you should come over. And I'm mm-hmm. like, look, man, I love you. You're my brother. Yeah. I don't want to be that close to you okay. working in the same environment. I want to, yeah, I want to prove my own self. And, um, but I took the job. Um, <laughs> I need the money. I need, I need the, the money. money. <laughs> it was a step up. Much yeah. music, brand yeah. new thing. So like, it was, so you got in ground level in much music? I was right there at 84. 84, 84. When they cut the ribbons, okay, now we're open. Yeah, I mean, we're open. We're here. Yeah. Like, you know, we're Let's open. Let's all sh- figure it out. Yep. And I was a videotape operator. Um, yeah. All the VJs, JD Rob. 
Roberts, Erica M, uh, Michael Williams, Chris Christopher Ward, yeah. the original the original VJs. And I sat sat back there being a cameraman, videotape operator for a number of years, watching these guys, mm-hmm. watching what they did, you know, yeah. watching watching how they moved. And that's where you actually learn your craft from. Actually watching what everybody was doing. And then I guess when you decided to make the leap forward, you incorporate your own personality in what they were doing already type of thing. Exactly. And I think Mm -hmm. the other thing, the other, you know, big thing was, you know, was my wife. Yeah. You know, she was, you know, she basically, you know, had visions and she could see things way beyond that I could see anything. Okay. So, um, you know, as much as I wanted, I mean, and plus I was acting too. I was doing, I was doing some, I had little bit parts and, you know, um, you know, uh, I was in the Believers. Okay. Um, I was in uh, Police Academy. I heard about it. You <laughs> were a stunt, stunt double, double for Harlow. Um, Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I yes. did all the the voices yeah. and stuff, and I was okay. a stunt double for him. Yeah, uh, at Police Academy Three. Yeah, and uh, that was crazy. That, it was crazy. Yeah. I got I, you know I got good money for it back yeah. then too. And where was cast. that actually filmed? It was um it was all shot in Toronto, but um it I was it was right on Lake O. Yeah, and you know during the actual you know. A jet ski thing. I kept on dropping in the water, and let me tell you, yeah. I swear, you know, you know, my shit was never the same for about a year. <laughs> the water I kept swallowing this water. I think my breath was must. Have, I think my breath was toxic because you were so, like, you kept on dropping your in Lake Ontario. Lake o. Now, now it's like, oh, you can't swim this week. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm drinking this stuff by the gallon, dropping, oh, yeah. falling off this uh, this um, the, this bike. So yeah. yeah, but I did that, so that was cool. But at the time, you know, my wife would have, was always really supportive. And uh, just understanding because there's a lot of frustration because I was still trying to act. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, you know, she said, Look, what's going to happen to you is it's going to happen to you on much music. Yeah. She said, It's going to happen to you on much music. And okay. I was a videotape operator. Yeah. And she said, It's going to be five years. Yeah. That, you know, and you're going to, I'm like, Okay, look, I love you and all, but you know, like five years is a five long years. time. Oh, that's an eternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five years is a big mm-hmm. thing. To the day, like five years, I was like hosting, hosting my own show. Crazy. And it was like, yeah. So where was, so then when you went into, I guess, when did they say, okay, you're going to change from a camera operator to on-air personality? What was that conversation like between, who did you have to talk to to actually change positions at that time? I'm going to back, I'm going to backpedal a little bit because um, Christopher Ward used to uh, have a a show called City Limits and he used to do all these little, um, these little kind of uh, vignettes and little acting things. And so I used to get involved with that on Much Music. And um, so that, you know, that was like my real kind of taste. And then also I I can't forget is um, another great guy was um, uh, Gordon McWaters. And we used to kind of work together to create um, creating these uh, IDs at the time. Okay, so yes. I had these characters, a spy character. I remember yeah. that. Me personally, that's the first place I remember you from. Right. It seemed like you had like a little briefcase. A little briefcase. Yes. Yes. Around the city. Uh-huh. Stupid as all right. heck. <laughs> but, but it was. That's where I remember. But it was you a from. character. You yeah. Know? So I was did, did that and we did these IDs and promos and things, and then um, I did this um, uh, video, this much music uh, video, and I had this. Man, talk about stereotyping black people. Right. Okay. Yes, I, I yes. wouldn't say master, but I put right. a get a blaster on my shoulder <laughs> and I walked. That is around. one step down. You one step yeah. down. You know what I mean? I mean but black people are probably looking like, what's that? Jam yeah. fool to get a blaster. What's I think know? that when you had on like those at that time, your bicycle hats were big, and yeah. I think you had it flipped up. Yep, yep, top. I had it flipped yep. up. You and didn't then, have yep. your locks at that time. Didn't have, yeah, I was just, yeah, yeah you just kind of, just came into the locks thing, and then, mm-hmm. and then what it ended up being that I, uh, we, we did that little short, short, uh, much music uh, promo clip, and then, you know, we said we're going to do an actual full-on song, and that's when we did the much music groove. 
Got you. And that's got where you. my wife, uh, Paula, she ended up, uh, you know, she ended up, you know, writing it uh, with me and we did, and it, it covered everything. Yeah. And then we took us six months to actually create and do the video, um, uh, with uh, my friend, uh, Gormick Waters. At that time and, there. At that time, yeah. Because, wow. because we were still working. I yeah. was, I was working as a cameraman uh, at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but that the conversation, mm-hmm. um, who was it that you actually spoke to when the conversation said, Hey, Tony, listen, we want you to be, an on-air personality. Who was it well, that you actually spoke to? Well, what it was was that there was there was an actual slot that yeah. was going to come up, and I'd heard it rumble that there was going to be a slot for three hours okay. that was going to be on Much Music. Okay. And they were kind of thinking about the, the electric circus thing. So right? this was pre-electric circus. Pre-electric circus, yeah. yeah. So it was like, you know, because that was around, I went on the air in 1990. Yeah. So electric circus was already, I think electric circus was, yeah, electric circus was already on. Yeah. So they had already established what they were doing. Um, and, uh, and for me, it was a matter of like, like, there's no way I want to do the same thing, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, so I said, you know, this is my opportunity. And I, you know, I told my wife and I said, you know, I've got this idea, you know. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I, I see a clo- I got a clothesline behind yeah. me and I've got this keyboard and uh, you, you're going to be the voice of the keyboard. And she's like, you know, we're, we're going to call you Roxy. And she's like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, right. what, what do I have to do? So I ended up getting a keyboard sampler. And back then it was so archaic that yeah. I had to record Every sample individually. So, you see, you brought up Roxy. You know? well, <laughs> Roxy used to get mail. Like, you know, how's Roxy doing? Like, yeah. like what about me? So, <laughs> so Roxy wasn't live? It was all samples. She was samples. She was sampled, but it was in the keyboard. Yeah. But, you know, so it'd be like, um, you know, because... It'd be like, I'd be, I'd be standing there, coming to the show, and say, hey, what's going on? How's everybody doing? How you feeling, Roxy? I'm great, T. Who's yeah. on the show today, T? Yeah. Oh, man, we've got, um, we got a whole bunch of guests. We got, you know, Cardi, and we also got Bobby Brown. Yeah. And, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. it was, so it was in my, in my head. Yeah. And the thing was, I didn't want a co-host. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know where it came from. That's. I don't know where it came from. Monumental. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. you know, in my, in my, when I think about it now, it's funny yeah. because, um, King Lou from, uh, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors, yep. He said, you know, um, he had said something. It was almost like, uh, he, he put, he, I don't know if he DM'd me, but he said, uh, Roxy was, um, the precursor to, um, uh, Siri, or Siri. Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of, I was like, you know what? Uh, you're a hundred percent, you're a hundred percent right. And the thing was, and you know, my wife had this voice about yeah. it too, cause she'd do it. And you know, and sometimes, man, we'd be doing that. We'd be recording that till like three in the morning. Like, Crazy. cause it would take yeah. so long. And then I'd have to write them out. I'd have to write out. It was usually about 13 different clips. Yeah. And then I'd have to, and then I, you know, and then I'd number them on there and, uh, yeah. That's so crazy. So what was actually, do you remember your first show? Your oh. very first show. One of the early shows was, was with Snow. I think it was, I think Snow, uh, cause he, I interviewed him uh, not too long ago. Yeah. And he was one of my, well, one of my first guests. Yeah. And you know, and you know, I'm, I remember doing the show. And um, the very first show, we probably didn't have any guests, but he was definitely the first guest. But, yeah. And it was a three hours of content. But it wasn't just three hours of content. I also produced, well, they, they wouldn't let me have a produce, producer's title at that time. Yeah. But I also was the producer. So we did the programming of, of, of the show for three hours. So that was huge. Mm-hmm. That's probably, you know, not probably, that was so significant because it gave me the uh, ability to, to program obviously the music For sure. in terms of like at that time it was world music I played hip hop I played reggae yeah. I, my, my motto was if you know if it made you move in a club I'm going to play 
got you. So it was, was it more on a black focus or as you said, if it makes you move in a club, you will play it? Yeah. I mean, you, I mean like, you know, um, you know, the clash, well, the Casbah yeah. played it. You know, at that time, it would have been alternative yeah. or whatever. So, you know, um, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, if it, if it was in a couple, and back then, there were, you know, it wasn't so much, there were house music, there was hip hop, you know, hip hop clubs, obviously. Mm -hmm. There was, I uh, wasn't so much, yeah, there was reggae, the bamboo club. Yeah. So there were, there were like, you know, different clubs. Um, and then, you know, there was like alternative, I guess, like a club called Nuts and Bolts, yeah. where they play like, you know, it'd be, they play ska and they play all okay. this stuff. But yeah. my wife and I, we would just go to all of these clubs. Yeah. You know, we would go to all these spots and just taking all kinds of music. And the biggest other, other learning curve was that we'd have, you know, labels come in and they bring the artists and we'd have, you know, um, publicists come in and bring in artists to much music. Mm -hmm. And they say, hey, anybody want to go see the show? And the amount of concerts yeah. <laughs> I saw, yeah, <laughs> and we saw was, yeah. was ridiculous. It was crazy at yeah, that time. Crazy. And it was all genres at that time. All genres. Like for yeah. me, like for me, I just, I, I, I never, you know, yeah, if it was like if it was house music, I'd go see, check out house music. If it was hip hop, mm -hmm. you know, um, go check out. If it was English English beat, uh, you know, go check out the English beat at uh, the concert hall. Yeah. Or, you know. So. And what was the original name of your show when you first started out? When I first started, um, uh, it was called Extendemix. Okay, so the original one was Extendemix. Extendemix, yeah. Okay, and then uh, around the ninety something, we changed it uh, again. My wife just said, "Look." The genre of uh, the genre is changing around the nineties. You're gonna be de you're gonna deal with more R and B and more more so, and it's you're gonna call it the mix. I was like, and she was like, the, the, and the challenge was because Electric Circus was on there as well. Yeah, and Electric Circus, we were almost competing and, and and dealing with the same artists. Yeah. So once I branched out, it was like, look, Electric Circus ain't playing uh, R and B. They're not playing this. They're not supporting the music. Yeah. Because um, they you know, they're playing strictly dance. Because I I played everything, dance music as well on extended mix. So. Okay. Yeah. So then that was it. So then you lasted, I guess, about four or five years. Extend the mix. Yeah, it's about yeah, yeah, about four years. Yeah, yeah because we went on ninety, and I think it changed around ninety three, ninety four. What were some of the artists, DJs, or people that came on Extend the Mix before actually the mix? Well, you know, back then it was it was crazy because you know I had a ballad. Boju Boju Bantan was on there. Um, yeah. Boju was there. Um, uh, you know, who else? Uh, I mean, the big thing was, was, was that's when reggae was just coming, you know, was yeah. just coming, you know, not, not just coming up, but coming mainstreamish, yeah. right? So I had a lot of reggae. Um, uh, who else was on there? Uh, uh, there was, there was a lot. Um, yeah. It was also supporting what was here in Canada, you know, uh, at that, that time I called it Canadian product. For sure. So it was supporting, you know, everything that came out of here, you know, you know, that came out of Canada. So you had Mishi on there, my, uh, Maestro done, uh, been on there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, but a lot of the, you know, uh, Supercat was on the show. I mean, there was, there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, reggae content. And I guess especially supporting the Canadian product at that time. You were one of the few outlets that they could actually get on national TV. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was a big thing. It, mm -hmm. We were national mm -hmm. and that was a huge, a huge thing for these guys. So, you know, and then, you know, cause the thing was, you know, artists would want to come on and they go, Oh man, I got a great record. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have a good, you have a video? Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, no, I don't have a video. Well, sorry. You know, we're, hey, we're a video, a video show. Yeah. yeah. And, but they realized, you know, and I, I used to tell them, I said, look, if you have product, mm -hmm. like if you put out a single, Make sure you make sure you have something to fall back on. Make sure you have it in the stores. Yeah, you know, um, because you know, and a lot of them, you know, would put the video out, 
travel and go, man, people asked us for the record. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. The idea was to you, know, <laughs> you put, have to put both both together. Yeah. yeah. And um, so there was yeah, there's definitely a, you know a, a little bit of a. Uh, Tutorial, education, uh, educational support for some of the artists, for yeah. sure. And did you realize at that time what the, signic the significance of what you were actually doing by putting them on at that time? No, it, it, it didn't... Uh it didn't really lock in. Mm -hmm. For me, it was because uh, I learned. I learned very early on because there was three. There were three camps. There was, um, you know, Ivan Barry who had Beat Factory. Yeah. There was um, uh, Farley Flex yep. who had uh, Maestro, mm -hmm. and there was another guy, Anthony Bond, who had uh, this uh, artist who was big at the time, Be Cool. Okay. Um, yes, I remember. Be you cool. know, so mm -hmm. and you know, and the camps, you know, they were like, you know, not, not even them, but they, they would say like, you know, why are you playing that guy's video? And I'm like, well, I'm playing this guy's video yeah. because, you know, the story. Well, w what it meant to me was that I wasn't gonna just support one man. Got I you. wasn't gonna just say, hey, you know what? I'm just here. I'm gonna play every time you put yeah. up something. <laughs> I'm just supporting. I'm support you. Yeah. I, I left it. I left it open because mm -hmm. you know that way it was important for me to just put it. Out to everybody, yeah. Um, you know, to give it, you know, to give it, give everyone a chance. Sometimes it was hard because, especially, you know, coming up, you know, there was a lot more duties, you know, yeah. than just being a host. Um, you know, um, you know, because I forgot to, to mention, I was doing extended mix and a, a cameraman for about a year and a half. You were doing. I was both. doing both. Okay. And um, it got to a point where I was getting heart palpitations. Yeah. And I was like, hey, which one do you guys want? Yeah. I mean, you know, and at that time, because the show when Extendimix went on the air, um, there was uh, a sponsor that was right off, two weeks in, it was sponsored by Mars Bar. Okay, right away. Right away. Yeah. And then for me, it was important because I realized, you know, talking to different people in the building, because like, one thing I learned was like, you know, if I work on the first floor, you know, never just work on the first floor. Yeah. What's up on the second, third, Straight fourth? What's going on? And so somebody on the third floor told me, you know what, your show is doing quite well. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Um, so that gave me some level of, uh, well, it empowered me to, to, to some level. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was important. Yeah, that's definitely. And then you went from extend the mix to the mix. Right. All right. And was it still three hours at that time also? And then the other thing was the hours got cut too. Yeah. And I got moved. It's the time slot changed to, I think, Saturday. Saturdays? Saturdays. And what were, what was the um, time schedule? I think it was like one thirty or something. Yeah. But when it was extended mix, it was literally on three times. Like it would be like from five to eight. Mm -hmm. They come on again from nine to 12 and they come back in the morning at like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if it was uh, midnight to three or three yeah. to say something, but you know it, it was a lead-in. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a club yeah. from nine to midnight, boom, you just lock it out. That was basically yeah. You know when you, as you said, you're going in a club. When you're going down, you're playing the radio. But before you actually leave your house, right. you were the pre pre club. Pre pre, pre. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. That's so crazy. And again, you were just happy to be there without really understanding what you were carving out at that time there. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was always a level, I didn't know the, the level of significance, but I was well aware of, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, you know, once you start realizing that there's money behind your show, mm -hmm. I started realizing my, my level of, uh, you know, uh, relevance. Yeah. And then when, then when the Dance Mix, uh, the Dance Mix uh, series was associated, yes, uh, connected with mm -hmm. the show, mm -hmm. Then it was almost like, okay, hold on a hey, second. What's here. going on here? You know, I mean, yeah. you know, I was being presented with, you know, gold records at the time and, you know, triple this. And, you know, I have a diamond uh, presentation for Dance Mix. Yeah. I think it was 94, I think it was 93. So were you, you were actually producing them at that time or you were the face of I them at the that face. time? I was the face. 
I was the Michael Jordan of Haynes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it was my, that's what I thought of myself. Yeah. But then, you know, and it was a fight because to mm -hmm. me, I'm realizing, you know, I was saying to myself, hey, look, you know, I, I'm not trying to be a money grubber here, yeah. but you, you're What's using up? my show. You're yeah. using my show as a platform. You're using me to, to you know, to host it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and to and to be, you know, doing all the commercials, mm -hmm. um, you know, on the face of it. You know, and a friend of mine told me the, you know, who worked for uh, my, my friend Aaron, uh, who worked for um, VP Records, yeah. he's still there, Aaron Talbert. He said, get your face in the CD, yeah. in, in, the, in the cover, in, in the slip. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, sure. So then people would even have a more of an association that it was like, well, Master yeah. T's associated with this. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't program, um, you know, the actual music. But then the other thing was, was, was key for us as well was to actually, have a place to put a record, you know, to, the idea was we wanted to put a song on there as yeah. well. And we ended up getting the Much Music Groove on there. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, it was an idea that we wanted to get music on there as well. Yeah. But, but, you know, it worked out. Before we get into the mix, something I forgot to ask you, how do you even get your name Master T? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it, it, I wish it was some crazy, you know, <laughs> exotic story, but, uh, you know, they were... The graphics department, you know, at one point when I was doing the one, the very first rap video, yeah. I'm like, why don't I call, oh, I call myself Much Much Master T? Yeah. And I looked at the graphics, and then it was like, another graphics guy was like, it's too long. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then cut off the much. Yeah. And then it was like, Master T? Yeah, <laughs> just like just that. Just like that. You yeah. know, nothing nothing really exciting about it. But then it was like, Master T. And then, you know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, when I did go on the air first, I had, there were black people that were just like, Yo, man, you know, like, I don't get this guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not the conventional brother. No, not at that time. Not at that time. No. I was like in the nineties. I was doing, and then I was doing characters. Yeah. I was doing a Scottish guy. I was mm -hmm. doing, you know, um, Taurus T, the love God. I okay. was doing, yeah, I was doing all, I was doing all this things. So people thought it was, I remember going up to Eglinton and, um, you know, and I seemed to say, yo, yo, now you, let me see the other idea and I, and I want a skirt. <laughs> I said, no, 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 that's that's a kilt. No, I'm on a skirt. But I like it. Stop doing that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, it's a Scottish character. Yeah. Said, no, I'm going to like the character. Yeah. No, I like it. I said, oh, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, then, but then, I, you know, and I was doing the Scottish character and I would be like, you know, call T. McGee and they're all my cousins. And so, like, T. McGee would be just like, okay, I'm going to hear a two lined music hut. Okay, let me tell you about what was going on here. We're just chatting and talking about myself. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then Taurus T was more like the love god. Yeah. He was like a, like a knockoff of Barry White. Got you. And he was just like, yeah, all right. I just wanted to talk to the ladies right now about going to play some slow jams yeah. right here on extended me all right <laughs> we'll be right back we'll be right back yeah and i put on the shirt and everything and the you know the beauty was I, one of my treasures was actually um interviewing barry white and actually doing the character in front of barry white yeah i got cussed for it though yeah <laughs> oh, I, well because you know barry white you know I'm, i got the interview i interview him mm -hmm. and i'm like hey you know this is uh you know, trust is an honor. My, you know, my brother, my brother was there, his cameraman, and mm -hmm. Dave Campbell was there because you know he was the man. Yeah, of you know, course. like you know, he was like you know, 
we talk about getting to third base. I mean, you know, whatever, first base, second base, up very white, you put on, yeah. oh, but one, and he's just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was the man, right? So, yeah. but then, um, so I do the interview with him. It's a great interview, you know, happy. I said, you know, I said, hey, Barry, I do this character called Taurus T. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that sounds interesting. And um, I said, you know, um, you know, and he, he's like a disciple of love. And he comes yeah. from you. And he's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, all right, you know. And he's like, uh, and I said, I just wonder if you can do it with me. He goes, and, and the whole time, he goes, well, you know, you, you, know, you, you should send me a script over first, you know, so I could read it over. I'm a professional. I mean, yeah, I'm a professional, yeah. right? And I truly respect him, you know, linen, everything, yeah. linen pants, the man with linen. Come on, that type of. Bottle of cologne, that smells good, <laughs> hair shiny, the man looked incredible. He was just incredible. Very white. Guy, very white. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, and then the, the thing was, all I used to do is I used to put a shirt on, and it's just shiny shirt on a hat. And I'm like, yes, Barry, I fully understand where you're coming from. I'm so disrespectful of me. I'm putting the shirt on. The shirt on. <laughs> you're getting into I'm getting character. into the character. I'm putting yeah. the shirt on. And I was just like, you know, I'm like, and he's like, yes, you should fax my agent yeah. on this. I was like, yeah, Barry, I just want to talk to you. Taurus T, the love god, meets my man, Barry, yeah. Barry White. And he's like, ha, <laughs> He just lost his mind. And we did this a minute and a half yeah. thing with him. And it was just improv, nothing. Mm -hmm. It was just Crazy. incredible. That was one of, that was one highlight for me. It was like, it was, yeah, it was a beautiful. Very moment. white. Very wow. White. Very white. Let's get into the mix. So right. then why did you change? So you said, okay, because when you got into the mix now, it was more urban, more hip hop, R&B, reggae. Yeah. All right. So then that now, give me some of your highlights of the mix. Uh, the mix was, you know, we were, you know, we're establishing ourselves more, obviously, on the urban front. Mm -hmm. um, and, and at the time, labels, it was nothing for the labels at that time to say, hey, we have, you know, this artist coming in okay. um, to town to do a promotional uh, event. And that, that was the big thing. They do, you know, do promotional events at a club. And the label would come and, you know, bring them. Come to you guys come as to the us TV guys. station. Yeah, yeah. Got so, you. Um, so, you know, so we would have... Um, you know, Casey and Jojo stopped by, Montel Jordan, Mary J. Blige, um, Lil Bow Wow. Um, hold on, hold on a second. One yeah. second, one second. All right, I want to see this. Let oh, me just bring up the book. Right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, yeah, I walk with this everywhere I go just because it just, yeah, and I see I've got highlighter on it. Yeah, but, you know, um, but this, you know, you know we had yeah had so many different uh, you know different people stop by obviously yeah. um, which was incredible um, you know and I and I, I felt blessed because and, and also supporting the Canadian acts as well mm -hmm. but um, you know there was there was so many and then we, from that we created you know different um, because much music was doing intimate interactives okay I started to do um, indie rounds and what was that there indie rounds was um, it was like a, a live performance. Um, you know, where the act would come in, um, you know, they'd come in and perform and, uh, we'd have a live interactive crowd. Okay. And, but it was on yes. an urban basis. And who were some of the, um, people that came in and got The very it? first one was Erica Badu. We had Erica Badu. Uh, we did one with Jill Scott. We what? did one with Montel, uh, Montel Jordan. We did one with, um, uh, oh, um, who else did we did, uh. Yeah, Lil Bauer, as I mentioned, we did, yeah. we did one with him. And then, the, uh, you know, we, we did, we did some, we did, uh, uh the big reggae one was with, uh, Bounty. Uh, it was Bounty Killer. Um, uh, Beanie Man. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Tony Curtis. Um, and, uh, that was, that was a big one. I think, um, 
Specs, Specs actually put a post up yeah. of that, and that's that's when we actually got uh, okay. Specs to come and do the G, uh, the DJing. Yeah. I remember talking to Dave. I said, "Well, who who makes sense?" Yeah, he goes, "Let's get Specs." And Specs came in there, and uh, Specs killed it. And 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 it, and it was like, let me tell you, even watching it now, yeah, you know, and I was like watching, I was just like, "Wow, it was so." Electric, and not only that, then you was like, you know, Bounty and Beanie mm-hmm. feuding, of course. And you had both of them on both the show. Both of them. Because I remember when you know, uh, Bounty came in, he goes, I don't want to see him. I don't yeah. want to see him. <laughs> For real? I don't want to see the Beanie Man. Yeah. I don't want to see him. Yeah. Put him on. Is he here? Where is he? I don't, I don't want to see him. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, look, you know, you won't see him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So we have to put him on like the third floor. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then um, Beanie comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to see the bounty killer. All right. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see the bounty killer. I don't want to see, you know, I just want to do my thing. Yeah. I just want to do. <laughs> Zagazel. Yeah, Zagazel. So <laughs> Bounty's coming out of the performance. Say, bounty, come on. Yeah, we're ready to go. We got to come down the steps and then, you know, make sure, comes down the steps and comes in, does his performance. And I say, all right, Bounty, great pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he's out yeah. and then Beanie and then Beanie came and did his thing but uh, it was crazy and you know we man it, it, I mean it, it opened so much uh, so many other doors too for mm-hmm. you know for like the promoters actually finally got it was the fact that you know because back then you know, the promoters are like I'm just going to go do no disrespect to the college radio yeah. we're just going to do some uh, college and promo then we're going to stop by you I said no yeah. do the TV <laughs> people can people can see the fact that these yeah, guys have crossed the border they're live. here they're live mm-hmm. and and that's what people did some yeah. people wouldn't even people said look if I'm not going to end up on demics may not go may not go out of show to miss them so crazy to even think that oh. it was so instrumental because when I did some research and then I really looked at it from another lens. I said, hold on. This is a lot of show these guys are here for. So it's not like they flew in to do the mix or extend the mix. Right. They're actually here for a show. So then clearly, this is local promoters right. meeting up with you guys to go onto TV. Right. This is something special. Exactly. And and they would, the promoters would link me up. Yeah. They would, they would call me and then that's how, that's how it happened. Right. Like, I mean, they would, they realized, you know, after a while, they, you know, they understood because I remember, um, uh, Oh man, I gotta remember this guy's name. Yeah. It's bugging me, but he he had a store. He had a mm-hmm. store on Dufferin around Dufferin and uh, o- uh, Oakwood area. Dufferin. It was a clothing store. Okay. Oh, what's his name? But um, oh, he's a legend, man. And, and I feel I feel bad for him. And he's in here somewhere. Yeah. Um, but he bought. He was one of the first people to buy television airtime. Okay. And he bought and he, and he, and he, and he bought commercial, um, pay for commercial time. Yeah. And he sold out of all, like all the stuff. Because from that day, he really, you know. The and, power and of television. The power of the tele- power of TV. Super random question. How much were commercials back then? Wow, they were very expensive. I mean, yeah. you know, they were, because we were national. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, they, they really only allowed um, you to have like a chain, you know, like a chain location. Yeah. So you have to have more than one store, obviously. Got you. Um, to you know, to for it to be to be mm-hmm. effective. But you know, people realize in Toronto, it's like we don't really care. Like yeah. you know, for them, Toronto's the mecca. Yeah. You know, like in their minds, and you know, we we want that person to come to my store. But back then, you you know, you for a spot, you could have been paying for a thirty second spot. This is without production. Yeah. Just for airtime, probably like fifteen hundred to two grand. Back then, back then, that's a lot of that's money. A lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money, mm-hmm. and, um, and people think, oh, yeah, that's nothing. But you no, know, back then that was definitely. Well, you're talking about that's a lot of. Money. And when you're talking about sponsorships for, you know, don't get don't get into like full full on sponsorships. Yeah. Full on sponsorships for a full hour was very expensive. Wow, the fact that you were actually involved with all of those things there from early—that's amazing. Yeah, and it, it, you know, and I was also a 
sponge, I think, you know, like I, as much as I love to research, I love to also know what was going on. Makes sense. Um, you know, and I think that in my present state where I'm at now, where I'm at now, Rx Music, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, th I'm there and then, you know, I like to understand why I'm there. And, and I fully understand and appreciate the opportunity, um, yeah. you know, you know, that I have right now. Um, yeah. I think it's being, I call it being curious. As long as you never leave, lose that curiosity, right. you'll continue to evolve and look around. And you, it's all like you're forever young. Yeah. Until I left much music mm -hmm. and that curiosity yeah. almost died. Yeah. Okay. But you okay, see, yeah, hold, hold on. on. Transition? <laughs> hold on a second. Remember, Much Master T1 BJ's journey. Okay, I hear ahead. you. No, we're, we're not leaving there yet. So, all okay. Right, right. Extend the mix. The mix. Right. And then how did Rap City now get involved in, with all of this? Well, Rap City was uh, Michael Williams. Uh, obviously, he was the host, mm -hmm. the original host of Rap City. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, amazing job. Had a producer by the name of Michelle Geister. Yeah. Um, was an amazing producer. Um, you know, really, uh, really brought so much uh, to the table. I mean, you know, they did ciphers. They did, you know, they did, you know, up all kinds of, you know, different up-and-coming rappers. Mm -hmm. You know, Cardi had been featured. Okay. You know, everybody. Everyone yeah. who was, was anybody was was featured on the early Rap City's yeah. um, show. And um, so then, you know, once, um, you know, once Michael had left, there was a point where they were, you know, they they did get a, a another host, which is Oliver Walters. Okay. Um, he was working behind the scenes at breakfast television. Yeah. He came in for a little bit of a short time because it, the, the challenge was when, you know, when you were, um, it wasn't effective for much music to yeah. sit there and say, we're going to pay you just to host Rap City. You, you, you had to, to be multiple. Yeah. Things. You're a VJ. Yeah. You, you have to go interview, uh, this person and, you know, go interview, you know, common and then, yeah. you know, you, you got to go, uh, interview journey, uh, you know, who, you know, or whoever, you know, and, um, you so you have to hustle. You have to hustle. Yeah. yeah. You got to, and a lot of guys that were doing the, um, you know, uh, that, that were on the, uh, um, that wanted to be, uh, the, uh VJs. They mm. were like, nah, man, I'm just doing Rap City. Yeah. Look, I'm going to tell you now, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And um, so they, they stopped that. And then, you know, Rhapsody was just kind of floating, kind of doing its own thing. And then I took over mainly as producer okay. of uh, Rhapsody. And, yeah. um, you know, which is, you know, and for me, the, some of the things I did was actually going to different pockets yeah. and finding out where hip, uh, hip hop around rap was in the various um, you know, parts of the country. Yeah. So okay. I did specials in Vancouver, did specials in uh, Calgary, uh, Winnipeg, yeah. and kind of like show people from Toronto, like, hey, this is what's happening out here. Because we're the big city, so we figure, hey, exactly. there's nothing else exactly. going on out there. Exactly. Who were some of the artists that you actually discovered doing Rap City at that time there? Um, just from like for cross country? Yeah. Like uh, Toronto cross country, yeah, somebody that stands out in your mind. Um, you know, I mean, G you remember GCP? Oh. <laughs> That's with um from Flemo. That's right. um with JB and those guys. I mean, they stand out to me because you know he was someone that wanted, kept coming to me and saying, "Look, man, I want to be, I want to be." He ended up being actually on the mix, but we ended up putting on Rhapsody as well. But yeah. um, you know, he said, "Look, man, I want to come on the show. I want to come on the show." And uh, and I'm like, you know, sorry, man. You yeah. know, like you know, you gotta have a video. Mm -hmm. uh, he goes, "All right." You know, he's got that rough, <laughs> kind of rough voice. Yeah, All right, I'm like, uh -huh. okay. So, I don't know, a month, month and a half later, yo, we got a video. I'm like, okay, play, play the video. Yeah, this is a decent video. Great. Okay. When are we booking you to come in? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, we book them to come in. And let me tell you, back then, yeah. security was just like, you know, like nervous because, <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. just, you know, sure. one guy, 20 guys, 20 guys uh -huh. show up. 
they all show up. They, they they come in there and you know they you know they all break down their different parts of the track. Lindo, I think, was on it. Yes. Um, you know, a bunch of different bunch of different guys. But you know, it really showed me his due diligence on mm-hmm. um, uh, was to come in and and, to, and and you know say, look, I'm do, I'm doing the right things. You can't shut me down. Yeah. I'm presenting what I'm doing, and that just became that, that became legendary because mm-hmm. it was one of those things that you know they came on there and they tore it up. Yeah. You know, and, you know, what saddened me was I ran into one of the guys, um, you know, on the street and he said, you know, you know how many of those guys are not here? That, yeah. you know, that that kind of like, that kind of shook me up a little yeah. bit. Cause, of course it would, you know, because you've seen that they had the potential, yeah. they did their due diligence, right. and they actually made it happen just for you to probably get caught up in something or whatever the case yeah, was, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Just that you're not here. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Big. So Rhapsody and The Mix were running simultaneously? They were, I was, I was, yeah, they're still, they're all in the same time, but I mean, they had, oh, yeah. sorry. They were, you know, they were, they had different time slots. Okay. Um, and Rap City was uh, still like, I think, five days a week or yeah. something like that. Um, but I, I would produce it and, um, you know, occasionally I would host. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it was more so about, you know, just, you know, producing the content mm-hmm. and just, you know, just, you know, just supporting the, the music and the culture when we could. How hard was it to actually find rap videos back then? Um, Canadian wise? Canadian, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was challenging because, you know, you know, we weren't getting the video fact grants, you know, like, you know, some of the bigger artists were. But I think what it did was, um, I think it opened the doors for, you know, for the independence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, um, you know, like, you know, obviously back then, Shockley was signed to a major label. Um, you know, you know, obviously Maestro, the legend, he was, you know, he was out there doing his stuff. Cardi was doing it. But you, you see guys that were trying to do, you know, you know, trying to get, you know, trying to get independent videos. But, but it, it was hard. It was hard to get Canadian content. Um, you know, so you, you would definitely play, you know, you know, what you had. Mm-hmm. But then, um, you know, you, you had guys that were doing, um, you know, uh, you know, videos and independent videos mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and, you know, and, and point blank. Yes. One of the very Park. early, uh-huh. one of the very early ones, you know, doing, you know, doing, doing videos and stuff like that. And, you know, then we get different videos from, um, you know, different parts of the country. Yeah. Um, you know, so we'd, you know, definitely, you know, try to support it on that level. And what was the rap scene like in other parts of the country at that time there? You know, the, the, you know, I think it was one of those things where there's, there's, there's a spot everywhere you go. You know, like yeah. every Wednesday night, yeah. you know, it's hip hop night. <laughs> something's going on. Something's going on. You know, and um so yeah, you'd have you'd have different things and um, you know, in terms of like, you know, DJ obviously playing. Mm-hmm. Uh you'd have uh, different events. Um talent shows seem to be big. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there was yes, lots of talent uh-huh. shows. Uh, some talented, some not. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but yeah, but it, but that was a foray. That mm-hmm. was like, you know, it, it was no social media yeah. where it's just like, yo man, I'm gonna put this on YouTube so and then I'm gonna crazy. sit back and I'm yeah. gonna have, you know, um a million views. A million views and yeah. you know this just that just wasn't happening. Yeah. You you tried to get in where you could get in. And then the process was trying to get to, you know, uh, either get get an indie deal or, you know, try to get a record deal, you know, and that's that's pretty well, you know, that was yeah. that's how you got out. That's so crazy. Something I wanted to ask you too. What was your most embarrassing moment on live television? Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, people probably want to know who this is, but his name is John Hyatt. He was like a, a rock artist. Okay. Um, and I just started as like a full-fledged, you know, got my VJ license. Mm-hmm. And um, Hold so- Hold on, come again. <laughs> so my VJ license was, 
I wasn't just. I was still hosting uh, the mix at the time. Yeah. But now I actually, I'd actually put in a demo tape to be a regular full time VJ. Okay. And um, and the thing is, my demo tape show was like you know. So I'm, I was trying to. It was they were bad. Yeah. You know, my, my my initial de- demos because I was like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Master <laughs> well, hey, well, hey, you know. And I was just you know, and um, it just. I was just, I was acting, trying yeah. to be, and, and, you, and the thing about VJ is we try to be as natural as, as, as possible. Yeah. So my, you know, my wife again was just like, come on, man, this is, you know, this isn't you. Yeah. And my good, my good friend, uh, Dave Murphy, who was the editor, was like, well, T, I know you, this isn't you. Yeah. So I did, uh, um, did one, presented to Moses, and Moses was like, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you got the spot. Mm-hmm. So you get into it, and, you know, it's all nervy, because, you know, I was so comfortable doing extended mix or whatever. Um, uh, Demix, and then, uh, but it got to a point where even with Demix, I was like having heart palpitations because okay. I was doing too much. I was cameraman doing this and doing that. Hustling. And then so, the, so I had this interview with John Hyatt, and you know, at the time, I didn't really put that much research into him, mm-hmm. and he just took me, took me for circles, just took me for loops. Just yeah. it was just like you know, made me look like an asshole, and because which I was. He knew you didn't know what you were speaking about. Exactly, I, did, I didn't, you know, because even if you don't listen to, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, now it's a matter of like, you know, I listen to the music, you know, I listen to the record, you know, um, and, and I used to get that too coming up like yeah. later, was that people would look and go, well, you know, you're the black VJ, yeah. you know, like <laughs> you, you, you do all the hip hop yeah. and then, well, how did you know that about me? Well, you know. That's what makes, that they really dial into you yeah. when you're not supposed to know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. And I, you know, I, I yeah, I did my, well, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Thank you, Master T. And so, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was, that was definitely early. Uh, mm-hmm. definitely that early was, okay, so then now, what was one of your brightest moments on television? Brightest? Um, because we're still got to get to some of your classic interviews. I got some yeah. stuff I got to ask. Yeah, I mean, you know, probably the, probably the brightest, um, we're just some of, some of the people that I'm a fan of. Yeah. I think you're getting to interview them. Yeah. Um, Lauren Hill, um, Shadi, um, Shadi. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's my girl. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, interviewing, interviewing Shadi. Um, uh, who else? Um, uh, Barry White, uh, yeah. was saying Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Uh, yeah, Quincy, um, was, was good. Uh, you know, um, guys, uh, you know, Dre, you know, talking to Dr. Dre, um, you know, you know, there, there was definitely, uh, a lot of highlights. Um, yeah. you know, um, Bernie Spear. I was you absolutely got to the burning. Spear. I got to the burning spear. I yeah. interviewed him about you know over the time. I interviewed him about three years, uh, three times. But yeah. I was like a kid. Yeah. You know, I was just like I was so yeah. nervous. <laughs> yeah. The burning spear. Um, you know. But then also, you know, some of my highlights too was just was I think um, jamming in Jamaica when much music went to Jamaica. Okay. And we covered we covered like uh, and I gave praises to John Martin at the time, the director mm. of music programming, and much music for yeah. just for enabling this all to happen. Yeah. We went there and we covered the island top to bottom, and then from there it was like St. Louis, Trinidad. When you come into Trinidad, and yeah. it, it e- never happened. Everywhere. But we just, uh, jamming in Jamaica was just, uh, yeah. it was a real highlight. Wow. Yeah, it was big. Your top three legendary interviews. Give me your, what you think are your top three. Wow. Let's see. Um, Madonna. Um, break it down. Madonna. Oh, break it down as yeah. to why? Yeah. Um, I think it was because she came to my house. 
Yeah. She came to yeah. much music, yeah. my crib. Yeah. So she was she was genuinely mm-hmm. taken aback by everything. Okay. Because there was a live audience. I mean, she, Madonna's sitting here. There's mm-hmm. people behind her. There's no security. I mean, yeah. security's around, yeah. but there's no security. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was she was in, in my... And then it was a matter... I think she was so surprised by how connected we were. Yeah. And, um, and I wasn't because, um, at that time, you know, she had her first daughter. Okay. Um, just about a few weeks or about maybe a month before, um, I had my, uh, first son. Okay. So then so, everybody, that was your, your bonding that was moment my bond, right yeah, there. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so mm-hmm. I was, I was a parent. She was a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just a matter of like, you know, I did yoga with her and, um, I think I took her out of her comfort zone because yeah. she's very controlled. Yeah. She's For sure. Very, she's this very, is Madonna. Yeah. It's Madonna. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think here is, you know, you, you know, and then, you know, the next day when I see a clip on, um, you know, uh, I think it was Entertainment Tonight, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it. I've made it. Yeah. Forget you much music. <laughs> entertainment I'm going tonight. to ET. I'm going to ET. <laughs> never happened, though. But yeah. uh, I, never really want, I never really wanted to go to the U.S. anyway. Yeah. So. That was never your thing. That was not my thing. Okay. So, Madonna, give me two more. Two more. Um... Let me see. Let me just go through my book here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spice Girls was legendary. Legendary. Spice Girls was legendary. Yeah, she, they mm-hmm. were legendary. Um, when I think Mel B grabbed Mel B, you. Yeah, and, she grabbed yeah. me. And she gave me the uh, the cleavage. Uh, you know, I think I was cleavagely assaulted myself. Yeah. But <laughs> but she was just she was cheeky. And the thing was, yeah. we're from the same the same city. Yes, we're both from Leeds. Mm-hmm. And um, and they they were such media. Darlings, they yeah. knew exactly every move they made. Mm-hmm. They knew, and it wasn't about. Can you imagine if social media was around uh, uh, for them? Yeah, it would have been crazy. Yeah, because you know they knew, but they knew what they did was because I knew when she did. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, grabbing. I I, I saw things in the UK. Yeah. I saw things in the US. Um, you know, like oh, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing, and they were just you know what they were just. They were so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they all, they all owned a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Every piece of merchandise, they, they, they got okay. like every one of them. Yeah. You're not looking at a bunch of broke sisters. Yeah. Every one of them is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. They were from smart being, from back from, then. From so they, they were smart. It's like, you know, um, so, uh, but yeah, they, they were just, they, they were a lot of fun. And I didn't view them a couple of times, but that very first one was, yeah. uh, was a classic. And my wife was, pregnant at the time okay and um you know and uh, people are like oh you're not gonna be able to go home now <laughs> and, then, and i get home and my wife goes um yeah okay. and i say oh did you see what happened to mel b yeah yeah whatever so yeah she got the garbage um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but mel b but what about mel b yeah okay whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah so that was uh, that was legendary okay now, hold on let me just go through. And one just one more. more one more we need one more mm-hmm. right? well, let's see here Let's see who else. Uh, no, not that one. Um, no, not that one. Um, uh, it's a couple. Yeah. Um, but Janet Jackson, because I got to interview. But I, I, these are three ladies. We're the fellas, but yeah. Listen <clears throat> to me. Janet Jackson would be a good one, a big one. Too. Why? Because I interviewed her a couple times. I interviewed yeah. the very first time I interviewed her was in New York. Mm-hmm. And I forget which record it is. I'm bad remembering albums. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the one where she was like, you know, in the... Um, uh, she was uh, almost like, like in that bondage-looking stuff. Yes, I know which you know, one you're talking was, about. Yep. I, don't, I don't know if it was mm-hmm. control. I don't think yeah. it was. But so you know, lined up. You know, you go to you fly to New York. You, you're waiting with a bunch of other people from the press, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody in the press showed us these pictures. Yeah. 
of uh, of Janet, and they were like, you know, these like hot, you know, she's, she's in like this um, uh, bustier thingy yeah. and whatever, and you know, I don't know if she had a whip or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, whoa, this is pretty hot. Yeah. And then um, so I get in there now, you know, you, you know, you know, uh, you know, go to interview her. Yeah. You know, I started off, you know, I eased into it. Said, yes, Janet, you know, it seems like, you know, everyone has this image of you. And then, you know, we see you in these, you know, in this, in this kind of bondage looking thing. Where'd you see those pictures? I'm like, ooh, ooh, oh, shit. Um, somebody told us about the pictures. The publicist told us about these pictures. And, uh, you know, they weren't supposed to see that. Um, no, one, they weren't, no one was supposed to see those. I was like, okay. All of a sudden, she's just, just a little... And I was like, I'm sitting in the chair for like half an hour. Yeah. She left. And I was like, oh, shit, this yeah. is not good. And just comes back and said, oh, Janet, is everything okay? Everything's okay. And I was like, I don't know where that person ended up being. <laughs> Whether they ended up working at Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> the <laughs> afternoon. I, <laughs> they, I don't know. I don't know what was the end of that. But um, she came back and she was still so, so pleasant and so, yeah. so wonderful. And then again, she's a Jackson. She was a Jackson. So, um, but wow. uh, yeah, she was good. But Legendary. I need a guy though. Hold yeah. on. I need, a, I need a one guy who I think. While you're looking, I got to ask you about go two ahead, people. Go ahead, go ahead. Did you ever speak to Michael Jackson or Prince? No Prince and no Michael Jackson. Um, would have definitely, you know, I mean, yeah, would have been, would have been interesting, you know, to interview, to interview Michael. Yeah, I mean, for you sure. know, most definitely, he's still Michael Jackson. I mean, yeah. you know, with all what's going on now, mm-hmm. you know, definitely puts you in, you know, all kinds of. I didn't interview R. Kelly though. Uh, you did. Yeah. Are you, okay. I interviewed him. I interviewed him about three times. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a he's a definitely interesting cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, on ear and off ear. On ear and off ear. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a definitely a different guy. Mm-hmm. Jay Z is definitely a big uh, Snoop Dogg interview too. Love, love those guys too. Yeah, crazy. Okay, yeah. so then since we're talking about guys, let let me bring this one up. When you interviewed Tupac, yeah, okay, and he went into that rant. All right, do you realize what was happening in that moment in time? What was going in your mind? What was going through your mind at that? moment right there um just just how powerful mm-hmm. he was um mm-hmm. just just his level of confidence within who he was within yeah. himself mm-hmm. as as a man and um and he was just passionate like mm-hmm. this is this is what what he ranted about is what he believed yeah. was going to happen and yeah. what, what was going on mm-hmm. and no one was going to tell him otherwise because it's almost like he dissed the entire east coast oh yeah, at that time yeah. so it, it was like that was a spark of the whole east and west at that moment right there yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, people can, you know, can say it was, but yes, it definitely was uh, a pivotal moment in that, you know, in that conflict. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. the media was definitely running on it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they were definitely fueling it, you know, constantly. Um, and, you know, we just finished doing the MTV Awards, the after parties in the park, um, MTV splashed all the, and I was just caught up in the fact that look at all this food and yeah. stuff here in this <laughs> yeah. park. MTV knows how to throw it down. And it was there with, uh, Tanya, um, uh, producer Tanya Notchev and, uh, okay. Dave Hilbert, a cameraman. And Tanya, who ended up working for Vice, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we're all three of us there. And Tanya goes, Hey, isn't that Suge and uh, Tupac over there? Yeah. And you know, we see all these, you know, all these signs down. Yes, yeah, and these guys row. are shouting, yes, death down, yes, yes, yes. death row, east. Down. 
And we're like, yeah, okay, all right, cool. And uh, and she goes, let's go in, let's go talk to him. Like, yeah. she said, I'm not going over there and to go talk to you, no sugar. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. You know, this dude has to go back. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he had his reputation at that time. Oh, there. man. Yeah, Shook yeah. was just, and he's just, he's, he's enormous. He just looks so scowly yeah. and just, you know. And so we kind of like, Crazy. you know, kind of come up. And this, yeah. is, this was much music. Yeah. This was classic much music mm-hmm. where we would just catch things on the fly yeah. and we would just, just make it, you know, make it, you know, just make it work. Yeah. That's just what it was. It was just, you know, it was unscripted, whatever. There's no mm-hmm. scripting, go interview this person. So uh, we walk over, uh, we're walk, walking closer and then we're like, uh, we push Tanya. In <laughs> you front. go ask. You go. And Tanya's like, hey, Mr. Shug. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're from Much Music. You know, can we talk to, um, uh, to Tupac? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, of course we can. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. much, we're Much Music. <laughs> so, and the crazy thing was, you know, so I, you know, I get the, you know, you know, I have the mic and, you know, I have no real questions mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, you know, and ask them, ask them some stuff about, you know, the fact that uh, at that time, I think it was, um, uh, was it Hammer? Yeah, I think Hammer won the best rap. Yes. And you know what no, I said? It wasn't Hammer. It, it wasn't was Hammer, no. Coolio. Coolio, my bad. Yes, yes, my bad, yes. sorry. It was Coolio. Mm-hmm. And Coolio wins, wins for ba- best rap. And yeah. I'm like, what do you guys think about this? You yeah. know, like, I mean, you know, I think, you know, with your record, you sold like six million records. Mm-hmm. He goes, look, man, the man the man put out a legitimate record, you know, and he's me, da da da, and whatever. So mm-hmm. then I said, you know, and I said, you know, and I said, first of all, you know, I said, you know, introduce yourself. And then, you know, shows like, yeah, 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 I'm Shug Knight. Yeah. And I said, uh, and you know, I said, yeah, please introduce yourself. And it's just like in Tupac looking at me like, don't you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> yes, and I just, see. I you saw that look, I, eh? I caught, it's almost. What the? Then it's like, I'm Tupac. I'm Tupac. Yeah, yeah and he's just like, you know, and I think I, I knew who he was, but yeah. and and, I, and that was a, a common thing I used to do anyway, just for just for like, you know, whatever. Just it was a common thing. I was like, yeah, I, I introduce yourself, say what's yeah. up. And then he was just like, like, yo, man. And then I said, uh, you know, I just said one thing. I just said, um, you know, I said, what's this with the whole death of East? Yeah. You believe in God? And I said, yes. Whoops. There it goes. Then it went. And um, still one of the most surreal moments for me. Even like if if I would have done the show last week. Yeah. That was the actual anniversary, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, September 4th, I think it was. Um, And I see these things come up and it's like people, you know, it's hard for me to even kind of respond uh, to people because, you know, it was it was a powerful moment because mm-hmm. you know obviously we all know the outcome, mm-hmm. and we all know what happened, but to be around uh, be around him and the thing is I'd seen him before. Okay, I'd seen him at the um, Def Jam um, Soul Train uh, Music Awards okay. party. Yeah, and he was uh, and I was there and I was just standing there, and you know, Tupac was just standing like this. He had two girls on his arm and he had this killer suit on, this old kind of like, you know, kind of like a Gatsby looking thing. Mm-hmm. Standing here like this, he's got the two girls on his arm and they're both taller than exactly, yeah. almost like planned. They were the same yeah. height. <laughs> and they're carrying, mm-hmm. Suge Knight's carrying uh, Method Man out and Method Man is wasted. Like he's drunk. Yeah. And, and this isn't, this isn't, this isn't to, to slam Method Man by any no, stretch because no, no. I, I, I think Method Man knows he's been yeah. drunk a few times. Yeah. <laughs> But he, yeah. they carrying him out, and then you know, and Tupac is standing just like so put off, like this is not how you act, yeah. as you know, a top flight rapper. And he's just like, you know, and, and the thing was, I'm just like, I'm just looking at him, yeah, you know, I'm just, I just couldn't stop looking at the dude, like he just, he just emanated so much power and just and confidence. And I'm just vibe. looking at this guy and just had, just had a vibe, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Was, uh, so probably. were you actually the last person to interview Tupac? 
I think they people have said yes that that, yeah. that is on, on television. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and um, you know, is is it a is it an honor to to to, to be the last person? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's, 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 no, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, you know, it's a weird position to be in, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, uh, because I remember when, you know, I had to announce on my show that, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's no longer with us, you know, so that was, uh, yeah. yeah was Did on. you actually get to interview Biggie? No, I didn't interview you Biggie. You didn't get to Biggie. But my brother, mm-hmm. uh, was a cameraman, still a cameraman, yeah. cameraman, um, he videotaped the legendary performance at, um, uh, it was on Church Street. That um, was when he was here. When he was here. That was down, you know where it was? It was young and. It wasn't a concert I was, hall. I, no, I was there. It was yeah. young and Wellesley or something like that. In an underground, underground place, place um, yeah. with like checkered floors. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Cardi saying he yeah. couldn't even, you know, he said he couldn't even get him. But yeah, my brother, crazy. I remember this is, my brother shot the footage yeah. where guys are grabbing the mic off of him. Okay, and so you see, so he's the one that shot that's the footage. Brother. If you look around, you'll see that in um, social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, my brother shot that. That's so crazy. Your book, okay? Oh, right. I see that Shaggy wrote the forward for your book. Yes. How did that come around? You know, once I left, I left, um, you know, when, when, you know, when I knew I was leaving, um, you know, and then we ended up getting this book deal, uh, with ECW Press. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was tough for me. Like, you know, let's call it what it was. Okay. I, I was depressed. Okay. Fair enough. I was depressed. I, I put 17 years of, um, uh, you know, energy into this thing. Um, and, you know, I didn't feel like there was, um, my wife had told me, like, you know, don't make it who you are. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much of that persona I was, you know. I, but it's, I, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so it was, I, I had to kind of find out who my identity was mm-hmm. again. And it was, it was, it was challenging. You know, you, you know, I'd left, I'd, you know, I'd go down the street, go to the store and people were like, hey, uh, Master G, what's going on? You know, I was like, hmm. Nothing's really going on. Right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, one of the classic moments for me was actually being to, uh, Zellers. Mm-hmm. Remember Zellers? Of so, um, you know, never mind six bucks. It's like six bucks. Right. Zellers? <laughs> <laughs> what is Zellers? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a Zell- um, Zellers. And there were my son, we we're going to go buy toys or whatever. And a guy came up to me, Master T, Master T, you know, how are you? How are you? He goes, what are you doing now? Yeah. And my, my son at the time, I think it was like six or seven, he goes, he's with me. Yeah. I was like, Yep, yeah, that's what yeah, it's all right, about right yeah. there. I'm with you. Let's go get some, you know, Transformers or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the, but the book came about was, um, you know, there was to me, uh, there was a story to be told, but I was still in so much agony, so much mm-hmm. pain. And Dalton Higgins got the, the nod to do the book. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you put it together, but a lot of what, you know, came through was like, you know, my wife would ask me about these things, mm-hmm. about, you know, because she's just such a detailed oriented person. Yeah. And she'd ask me about these things and I just like, I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Yeah. I just, just, it was just too much. But and you then just also, living. yeah, yeah. And it was just like, it was almost like you, you know, it was almost like I, I, I put so much into it and it was just like, whoa, like, you know, where am I, you know, throughout this mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, but then when the, you know, it came out and, you know, um, I, I was real proud of it, but, uh, reached out to, you know, said needed a forward, reached out to Shaggy. Yeah. And, um, you know, Shaggy, every time he came to Toronto, 
you know, he would he would make a point, as you said, you said he'd make a point of coming to see to coming to see Master T, mm -hmm. and it was just this connect. And I mean, I just saw him in um, in Edmonton. Okay. Uh, I was hosting a show there, and he was supposed to come and um, do an interview, but there's still like, and I, I never look at it like I hang with these guys because yeah. I don't. There's, there's a mutual level of respect. All I want to know is that hey, the man, the man yeah. remembers me. Respect, <laughs> Everybody's walk, walk. all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Good. Move on. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was I was uh, very proud that he. Uh, uh, I felt blessed that he did that for me. Yeah, you brought up something that I really wanted to discuss with you. Why did you leave much music? I mean, there's varying there's varying um, degrees of the story. Um, you know, they had come to me okay. uh, and said. Uh, you know, th th at one point they were saying to me, well, for me, in, in my own mind, I can yeah. tell you, at that time, I was, really, I was ready to move on. Okay. I'd already done the Soul Train Awards. I'd already done Snow Job. Mm -hmm. And everything was just becoming a big cycle. I've already interviewed Janet Jackson three times. I've already interviewed yeah, Eric Abadou. Yeah. I've already interviewed my girl, what Mary more, J. Blige. What more you could, yeah. You do? I mean, you know, like I've, I've, I've done, I've, I've done a, a, a lot of the major interviews. Mm -hmm. And so there's a point within my own self, you know, I felt like I was uh, going to be moving on. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, they, they'd said, look, you know what? You know, um, you know, I think it's, you know, it's time for you to kind of move. It wasn't like they were kicking me out. Yeah. But in a way, I, I, it was like, you still not, you still don't have a gig here, but yeah. we're not really kicking you out. <laughs> so but, so yeah, you figure it so out. So I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I said, okay, well, you know, I said, well, what about me? I know you guys are, you know, going for a license to do um, uh, Much Vibe, which is a digital channel. Got you. And then I said, you know, I said, um, you know, let me take care of uh, the digital channel. Oh, no, it's just going to be just videos played back to back and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, this is yeah. real. And, you know, I talked to my wife about it. And I just said, you know, I got to make that decision. You know, I got to bounce. But if I bounce, mm -hmm. I'm going out the way I want to go out. For sure. And that's when the Blocko, uh, the, the Blocko um, happened. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I mean, the Blocko was, um, you know... Me saying goodbye to the, the nation. Yeah. Um, you know, first time my wife would have ever been on camera. Okay. Uh, when I was on the air and, you know, she was, she was on stage. Um, my youngest, you know, my, my oldest son was there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my mom was in the house, my brother was there. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was tough. It was, it was like a bittersweet moment. And, sure. um, obviously Lauren Hill coming to perform, um, under strict, strict, Rules. Okay. Yeah. She what was were like, the rules? Well, she was, you know, she, first and foremost, it took me forever to kind of connect with her. Okay. And it took a long time through various um, management people mm -hmm. to finally end, ended up, um, you know, they, they no, it's actually Katie Ann. I don't know if you know Katie Ann. Name sounds very familiar. Katie Ann, um, she, she, you know, she had done a lot of, you know, um, she very, Socially conscious, she was doing a lot of things um, uh, with another guy named uh, Paul Green. Yes, um, you know. So they were, you know, and Shadian was trying to get Lauren to come to Toronto, and but she said that Lauren only wanted to do an outdoor event. Okay, she didn't want to do. She didn't want to do. She didn't want to play outdoors. Yeah. I don't want to do uh, any concerts, or whatever. Yeah, and um, so she, so Shadian told me, and Shadian's like. You know, like, look, man, like, I know you're doing this block hole. I, you know, you should reach out. Mm -hmm. So I got the contact that she had. And then this contact, you know, finally we connected, you know, finally talked to her. And then I was in Jamaica for Reggae Sumfest. Okay. Reggae Sumfest didn't want her to be on stage, didn't want her to play. Because at that time, she was just doing her acoustic. Yes. And she was yes, going through yes, a whole... Yeah. 
thing with the label and everything yeah. else. So I'm there covering uh, Sumfest. I get a call. We come back from, you know, Sumfest is all night. Mm -hmm. So we come back in at six in the morning, seven in the morning, come back to the hotel. I get a call from work and they're saying, you know, Lauren Hill's trying to get in touch with you. I'm like, Lauren? And my <laughs> wife is like, you know, ready to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, Lauren Hill's my <laughs> like, Whatever. Whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I call Lauren. I'm on the phone with her for two hours. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, she's telling me I'm sick of it all. I'm getting rid of, I've, I've got 70 people eating off of me. I'm getting rid of them. I'm getting rid of, uh, I mean, uh, my catalog I'm changing in terms yeah. of like, you know, these people are just, you know, eating me alive. And she was just, she, she went to this whole thing and we were just talking. Yeah. And then As I said, normal just, human yeah, beings. just human beings. And I just said, look, I fully understand, I fully understand where you're coming from. I didn't interview her previously a couple of yeah. times before. And there was a comfort level, yeah. you know, like, you know, we, like I said, I'm not, I'm not your sister and I don't want to come yeah. to your house. But as, if she's going to see me, there was a level of comfort. Yeah. Uh, and same with Mary J. Blige. I had that same level of comfort with both of them. Yeah. Um, and then so Lauren, Lauren was just like, um, you know, I'm just tired of everything, you know. Um, and, and now I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do the songs, uh, you know, the, those songs that, you know, uh, the yeah, they made me, made me famous. Yeah. But I'm doing this acoustic stuff now and that's it. And she said, you know, would you believe Sumfest wouldn't let me even, uh, they wouldn't let me uh, hit the stage because I, w I wasn't going to do all the hits. Yeah. And, she, and I think she was also dealing with the contractual stuff and blah, 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 blah. So then she finally says, um, you know, I'm going to do your show. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And I said, wow. She said, but I'm doing it for you. Yeah. And I said, and she says, for both of us. Yeah. Because I get to perform outdoors and perform these songs. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, I said, okay. So, you know, we, you know, there's lack of communication. We didn't communicate and it's coming up, coming up. And much music knocks, you know, telling me, look, we, we you know, we, we want to promote Lauren coming on. Yeah. We want to promote. And I said to Lauren, I said, is, is, you know, can they, if they promote it, I don't come. I was like, yes. <laughs> look at that, one for tea. Yeah. And I said, look, man, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not lying. You know, mm -hmm. she can't, you know, she can't do it. Yeah. She, she, she won't do any level of promotion. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, you know, when I got to, when she finally did arrive, she arrived um, uh, at, uh, at, at, at Pearson. Mm -hmm. And my producer at the time, Pedal Baptiste, who was just incredible. I had some great uh, social producers that worked with me. Yeah. All female, which was great. Okay. <laughs> Just random. Yeah, and they, yeah. They, 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 were, they were they were really great to work with. But mm -hmm. you know, Pedal was you know she she was lining everything up, mm -hmm. and uh, we we meet Lauren at the airport. She's walking out, and she has at that time she had uh, Zion. Yeah. Um, and um, she's walking with Zion, and my they were up my son, and Zion were the same age, so they're kids, and they yeah. just you know, and she's walking out there, and Rohan was there too. Okay. And they're walking out, and I remember she's wearing some white uh, white skirt, and she just. Just proud. She gets out, you know, gets out and she pulls pedal over and she said, Tomorrow I don't want to see that limo. I told you I don't want a limo. I want a suburban. And we're <laughs> like, Okay. Yeah. You know, we, we get we get her there. She has to do a sound check. Mm -hmm. And then the sound check didn't happen until like almost like eleven thirty at midnight. And everything the, everything was fenced off but closed in. Yeah. And you could just hear her voice cutting through. Yeah. I'd never heard these songs before. Yeah. No one had ever heard these songs before. Um, but then, you know, uh, that's what she was doing. She's doing acoustic guitar. Um, and, um, you know, we had to, I had to find someone to, she wanted, uh, she wanted a wardrobe person and, yeah. you know, a stylist. Everything was picked out. She didn't wear it. She just wore a Bob Marley, Bob Marley shirt, I think. Um, th then the actual day of the event, 
Um, she performed, and a lot of people had never heard the songs. So yeah. People were talking and just rambling and rambling, rambling. But I listened to one of the songs, and one of the songs, she was, I'm not, I'm not kidding, she almost um, foreshadowed 9-11. Yeah. There was things, something, things that were happening, she said in her lyrics, were just, uh, just blew me away. And she had that insight, that, yes, that was, third eye from back then. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely third That's eye. why she probably was so disgusted with the industry at that point there, because she knew She's seen them for what they were. Exactly. Not for who they tried to pretend right. to be. And, you know, and the whole thing about, you know, this person wasn't paid and, you know, and, you know, this person, you know, should have got the royalties. Yeah. Probably should have happened because yeah. maybe the process of how she recorded the record yeah. and somebody did this. Yeah, they have to be compensated. But, uh, um, but yeah, definitely. Crazy. What do you want your legacy to be? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just... I'm I'm pretty humble. I'm a pretty humble guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always have been humble. I just want people to understand um, that I I really do and have always believed in my people. Um, I want them to understand that you know a lot of times that you know what we didn't have um, it was important for me to to really be forthright and to and and, and to bring it to, to give us a, a somewhat of a level of a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just just a very I'm a caring individual. I yeah. I, I care I care about people. Um, love my kids, mm-hmm. love my wife, and you know, and uh, my family, my moms, and bro, you know. Yeah. So that's it right I'm there. I'm chilled. T, it's so crazy. Your stories, and I know you gave me basically point five percent. Yeah, yeah. Of what really happened, you know what I mean? Because how long have you been in this industry now? Wow. And I went on the air. Um, I went on the air in 1990. So I, I started up much in '84. Yeah. So I've been in it for a long time, and I, I, I do have to big up. Uh, I do have to big up Rx Music, and I have That's to big up. You're, to, you're such a good <laughs> interviewer. It's like almost like you're pulling the questions out of my mind <laughs> because that was going to be the next thing. What is oh. Master T doing? Oh, I thought I thought we were done with the legacy. I thought we were done. I was just like, I thought, like, look, this is it. Okay, that was a good oh, interview. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, yeah, quickly, I just wanted to say about Rx Music. I mean, I've been there for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started started out, and I still am a, a music consultant. And Rx Music is a, um, they create custom music programming for some of the Top names out there, okay. Marriott, uh, Hilton's, uh, hotels. Um, you know they do Cheesecake Factory, so they okay. create custom music programming for these locations. Got you. Um, so that's essentially, and they've been around for twenty years. So when I started, you know, five years ago, people yeah. were like, "What the heck? Why is yeah. Master T here?" And you know, they, they were trying to move. You know, so because yeah. they can't see from the front end, right? What's going on? But this is not really a front end type of gig. Yeah, this is really back end. It's back end, mm-hmm. and so you know, why is this guy here, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, you know, and for me, it was a matter. I prior to that, my wife and I, we 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 done a lot of freelance. Yeah. So we're doing freelance stuff, and, and I, for some reason, I, I can I can be in the environment of working with people. Yeah. And you know, and just being around, that's I, I can deal with that grind. That's something that 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 that, that pushes me mm-hmm. and uh, gives me energizes me. And then you know, when I about two years in, mm-hmm. you know, I looked at it. You know, I went to Gina, who's the CEO, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, I think I've apprenticed. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm apprentice. <laughs> What's up? And I said, I think I still have some juice. Yeah. I think I still have some, a little bit of legacy left. Like, you know, I'd like to, you know, to bring in artists and, you know, um, you know, to, you know, to Rx Music and, uh, and, you know, you know, create a platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we've been doing. I mean, I've, I've worked with 
team because you have to say team now. Yeah. Team, <laughs> which is which is I have a great I have the greatest team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, all that all work in uh, within you know mm-hmm. within Arx Music, mm-hmm. from audio to my production coordinator uh, Regan, um, you know, social media, they're all they're all there in house, yeah. and um, so we've had. You know, Cardi's blesters, Maestro's blesters, but I'm also talking to some of the young and up and coming, um, you know, indie artists. And mm-hmm. uh, um, and I think what's happening now, we're establishing ourselves as being a, a real platform for record labels and the publicists to go, hey, that's, you know, that's the point. When they walk into our green room, mm-hmm. it's over. Like, yeah, you know. They know it's serious. They know it's serious. Yeah. Things are laid out. Yeah. You know, there's just food, there's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. This is all, you know. But it's not just about that. It's just the whole feel. It's mm-hmm. an experience that they walk in yeah. and walk out, uh, you know, enjoying. That makes sense. Yeah. When it comes to Drake, Weekend, Justin Bieber, and all of these superstars coming out of Canada, could you have ever foreseen anything like that before? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, because there's still, you know, so much talent in this city. There's a lot of talent. Um, you know, and I think with those guys, you know, getting those levels of, uh, you know, the, you know, those platforms, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's hunger. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, there's hunger. I mean, I think it's changed in terms of the the the, the medium and, mm-hmm. and how you get out and you know you don't go to record label uh, mm-hmm. and you know you you know send them a three song demo. You know, there's, there's a whole process now of how you get your music out. Um, but you know, I think it's uh, I think it's important that we that we have that platform. Yeah. You know, and that and that we can see that yeah we're not just. And only that, so we have some of the best producers in the world. In, For sure. In, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, things have changed. And I think that's what, uh, you know, and I think it comes from our backgrounds, too. We're adaptable. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, have to, to be, change. You have, have to, change, to change, you know. And I think, you know, that was for me, sometimes it was a, I didn't realize so much how much I, wore, or I did change, mm-hmm. but yeah, you have to have the ability to, you know, to, to move forward into different, uh, you know, different areas. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. One name before I get you out of here that you brought up a lot was your wife. Ah, yes. All right. And I guess it's clear to say, we could say your wife was the voice of Roxy. She was the voice of Roxy. Yes. And a lot of people ask, whatever happened to Roxy? Well, you know, actually, I was reading one of the questions, um, you know, that, you know, they said, uh, did, uh, you know, when you were asking for questions. Yeah. And I said, did Master T hook up with Roxy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great question. Yeah, yeah Master Roxy. T hooked up with Roxy. Um, but yeah, we, uh, I mean, she's foundation, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just celebrated our 30th uh, wedding anniversary. 38? Uh, and then we were, we were together eight years before that. So we've been wow. together a long, long time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and up and down battles. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's foundation. It's uh, when I was going through tough times, uh, much music, leaving much music. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not afraid to say I had to have someone I, 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 could, I could cry on their shoulder to 1, embrace me. 1,000%. Yeah, to, 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 to hold me up. Mm-hmm. Because... Because yeah, because you know people see one thing, you know, and I'm not I'm not saying this to you know to to, to win votes with people. Yeah. It's not about that. It's just like you go through a lot of shit, you know, and um, you know, and you need that level of support. And yeah. uh, and now she's gonna look out for her. She's coming out with um, the House of Ro- Roxy Digital Art. Okay. Um, so that's gonna be a pop up coming your way soon. Yeah. And there's some other things because uh, I have a whole stack of memorabilia. We don't talk about that, but a whole stack yeah. of memorabilia from back in the day. Yeah. So we've we've already exhibited that once. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna be doing some more stuff. That's amazing, and especially yeah. to know that you have a woman, your wife, in your corner like that. Yeah. She seems to be the real backbone to the Master T brand and image. Uh, let me tell you, man. There's there's not 
Uh, yeah, she is. She is the brand, mm-hmm. and now my you know, the foundation of having my kids uh, with me is uh, is is a real blessing. I mean, they you know they, you know they make me understand what's happening in this world because I, I listen to them. I have mm-hmm. to listen to them. Mm-hmm. I have to. I don't want to be. Yeah. You know, I don't want my pants to. You oh, know, to, I, to, to I don't drop listen to, to that type of stuff. There. No, trust me. Yeah. I have I, I have serious satellite, and we listen yeah. to the you know the same twenty hip hop songs they play yeah. like they're playing new things. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but it's um you know we. You have to be in tune with them. You can't live their lives, but you have to understand, understand. some of the things. You know where they're coming from. It's a different. It's a different time. Like you know, I used to tell people when I go speak. Um, you know, various uh, you know various community events and whatever. I said when my kids were in um, you know SK, uh, JK, grade one, uh, grade two, grade two, three, college. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there too. We were there as a family. Yeah. Um, because if there's something that went on, mm-hmm. I was I was right down there. For sure. I don't care, you know, who 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 people thought I was, and yeah. I'm just proud of my oldest son. He's going to be graduating this year from Providence College. Okay. Uh, basketball scholarship. Proud yeah. of him. And the young one, Carol, is coming up. Yeah. So I'm blessed to my uh, two two family two first. Kids. Eh? So big love to Paula Johnson's wife. Yeah. Wow. Big up. Big up. T. I respect that man. Before I get you out of here, the floor is yours. Anything you want to say, anything you want to big up, leave some contact, anything, right now it's yours. Well, yeah, anyone can hit me up um, at uh, Master T underscore official. That's my IG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can hit me up there. And you can also hit me up at, um, you know, if you want to uh, hit me up at, um, at, at RX Music, you can hit me up uh, at RX Music as well. Um, but uh, you know what? You know, I have to thank you, um, you know, for having. Your Thank platform, you. a platform like this, you know, even when I watch the setup, I'm, I'm gleaning from you going like, you know, there's three cameras here and you, you, you've jumped on technology and you've, mm-hmm. you've put your passion and love into it because, you know, and you're not scripted. Mm-hmm. You might have a, you might have your phone, you might have a yeah. few things, but you already know what you want. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you're a person that listens mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to, to the person speaking, mm-hmm. which makes and, you know, what gives a level of comfort to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I really honor and thank you for doing what you're doing. Man. That means so much coming from that. somebody like you that, again, as I said, we grew up watching you. At that time, there was no internet. Yeah. You had to actually run home. And catch extend the mix, the mix or rap city, yeah. or else you don't really know what's going on right yeah. now. And coming from somebody like you, that means a lot. Yeah, you know you, I mean? you're in a platform now where you're touching on people, and, uh, and I'm going to talk to my man Dwight because he's my brethren. Because I know he said you're trying to get Dwight, so I'm going to forget and Tracy Mills. I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Trust you. Me. I talk to you. Oh, Sid the TV block crew. <laughs> you out there. Since, since we're talking, I got to give you the truth. The whole setup, I got to big up my director of photography, Duke. Film stars, they're the ones that really came and changed the game and said, you know what? This is how it needs to look. You know what I mean? So yeah. big up, Duke. Big yourself Duke, up. You know what I mean? Big up, Duke. Yeah. Big up. Come on, man. This yes, is camera. Come, look, look. come on. This come on. No, hand take. Whatever we need to do. Let me see. Adjust the camera. Yeah. See, there Big it is. Big up, Duke. Yeah, man. See that? Duke. You know what I mean? He really came and, yeah, and changed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's important because you're in the medium of, of what's here now. Mm-hmm. This is what, this is what, this is what, you know, this is what, this is what's pumping out in yeah. terms of, you know, social media. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. Yeah, Trace you me. don't, you don't know what this really meant. It took a while. We worked, we worked it. But as you said, I had to gain your confidence. Yeah. And then you said, okay, you know what? Come, let's go. Yeah. Thank you so very much. Oh, we also much. have to big up, um, sorry, we have to big him up because um, he linked, he linked us up too. Uh, uh, Dwayne Morgan. Dwayne Morgan. Come That's on. He's he the was one, one of the early guys that came on my show too. Okay. He came on with his with his band. He yeah. Didn't know until after because, you know, Dwayne, 
Is he not the coolest brother around? One hundred. Well, I like him cool, you know, but he's just—he's got like sweat glands, like yeah. underneath. He might want, he might want pure white beaters or something. But something he said, to hold it. some yeah, just holding that in. Mm. But he said to me when he came on the show, yeah. he said it was the most nervous he ever was, and yeah. uh, I, I didn't realize, but yeah. he was, but he's. He's, he's, he's a foundation yeah too. man big him up anyway, big man, him respect up thank him. you thank you thank you so very much well ladies and gentlemen this is Muscle and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast and we are out bless up this podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com <laughs>